0: Good afternoon, afternoon, planet Earth. You are here with me in a special place with the human race in our special boats powered by joy. Because it's Sunday, December the 17th, 2023 bull blimp dock right around three thirty p.m. here on the olympic peninsula in washington state i can hear the periwinkle birds scream out the noise of the woods i can hear the cougar stalking me at night as i smoke my smigarette. i can hear the banshees screaming out their words howling for forgiveness trying to find their way Yeah, it is Sunday And in a matter of days, a few days, not very many days, it'll be Christmas Eve. And you'll be huddling with your gumpton folk around a shringlet fire. You'll roast whatever scrimbo beast you caught in the wintertime. You will sing songs of ancient warriors. You'll toss a yuletide log in like they did the ancient christian That's right cuz it's it's such a holiday merry thing to do to toss in a yule log even though that's a euphemism for a christian I'm kidding I'm kidding right I'm kidding I just made that up okay I need you to know something, I went to town yesterday, I took the pulse, I felt the the coarseness, I felt the blood pressure, I felt the stroke of the human bloke, I saw brumblies being really mumbly, not with their coffee, not with their happy day. I have to declare a zone Z-ray anger emergency. I am declaring a zone Z-ray anger emergency. I saw four boomers stomp down some drogue herder. In aisle three at Walmart, I saw a young boy build a flame device. And de the great forge. I saw the burst of fire from those three mountains. They stare down at us. They stare at us in the night. It's three times worse than what I'm saying here. It's three times scarier than you can imagine. The triangle has three sides and three corners and three forms of love. Your woman has a golden glove she wears to bed each night. You live on planet three. There are always three ways to fall. Backward, forward. Up, down, sideways, at least three ways to fall. There are three ways to go, Mr. and Mrs. Angry Normie. There are three ways to know you are fucked in a blender suspender. Your body has three holes into which you can insert chunks of coal. What do you think, Santa? Pay me a visit. A time god named Neil tried to find an easy steal. His heart was full of pain from being around three astronauts hanging brains for three days. Stop that buzz. Stop hanging brains in a steel can. Made for man, there and back, sack up man, you are going to the moon. Because of three. Last night you had a three-way with your wife and ex-wife. All because of three. You have three seconds until your next stroke. You have three years until you're fucking broke. There are three ways to master a flute. Did you know that? Did you know that, my humble children? There are three rules inside your broken mind. Three means by which to find a new land in the sand not far from robot Japan. The Honda robot hates me. The Honda robot hates me. The Honda robot hates me. I stole his hooker wife. Sure, Her name was Gazelda-1031X-Ray Timex Sinclair Callback 1000. There are three tunnels in the ground. There are three flares fired at midnight. Three sounds shatter the silence. Three shots rung out AJFK. Eh, three villages are glowing in phosphorus. Three people lay dead out there in the middle of the fucking street. Three children pledge a vow. Three years they plan revenge. Dig three more graves. Because the wheel of hate never ends. It never does. I just declared an anger emergency. Watch your anger. Don't bite off more than you can chew. And get yourself some concertina wire. You can buy it on Amazon. Just for, don't forget the fucking gloves. Buy the concertina wire. Just buy the fucking gloves. If you don't buy the gloves you need to work with razor wire, it's not ironically named, you fucking motherfucker. Yeah, not ironically named. Next topic, right? Well, I posted a link to a podcast I did in late 2016. Um, it should be in the notes when this thing gets published. It's called Santa Unchained. If you've been listening to me for many years, you probably heard it. Not saying it's good. It was some of my or- early organ magic with my extremely low skill level, which may may not have improved. Probably didn't improve much. But it might be worth listening to if you want to know the true story of Santa Claus. So this is something I came up with in late 2016. It's posted to the blog, but it, but it will also be a link in the notes, blah, blah, blah. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Dr. Freckles. You don't read Naked Lunch. You inject it into your veins via the brain tube. You don't read Naked Lunch... You smash your head with a hammer, you shove that crap in your skull, then you start stalking the weirdos, talking and stalking, getting weird surgeries, breathing in the fumes of total self-doom. And that's as much as I want to say about that next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. I'm not getting smarter. The world is getting dumber. And I'm not sure Dr. Freckles is the only person who's ever said this. It seems to make too much sense. So it's unlikely there aren't other people who've said the same thing. I'm going to drink a little coffee here if that's okay. Um, Yeah. Other people have said the same thing. Yeah. And I need to move my keyboard too, because I just accidentally hit it. And in the process, I deorbited my Sklunctus zone, and now I'm not. Okay. So. You remember that movie that was a sequel to the film Alien that came out in 1979? The film Aliens that had Sigourney Weaver in it playing Ripley. And in the sequel film, the one that came out in whatever, 1986, Bo Blimpdock. You know, those salvage men, they come across her craft. And they thaw her out, baby. You know what I mean. And when Sigourney Weaver's character Ripley is at the big corporate meeting, she makes a very snide remark, you know, did IQs drop sharply while while I was away? Because there are times in my life where this is how, it's how it feels, you know. It, it's how it feels. It doesn't matter if it's people I interact with via the internet. It doesn't matter if it's people I meet in real life. It kind of seems like the human ability to um, think clearly about the world around you is going in the wrong direction. And it does explain a lot of 2020. And it does explain everything since then, in a way, not everything, but it explains why people were so incredulous or whatever, you know, or why they lacked credulity. They lacked the ability to ask the right questions. It's, um, I don't know how to put it, it's as if reality became that show That's Incredible and people took it literally when in fact the name basically says Not Believable. You know, that's not believable. But incredible sounds better, right? Doesn't it? You know? I don't want to... I don't I don't think I should spend a lot of time here. I just thought I should say quickly that, yeah, it does kind of feel like people have become kind of dumb and maybe that includes me as well okay i won't be a hypocrite i won't play pretend i I could be in the same category next topic here's a quote from dr freckles democracy could never scale dr freckles this is kind of a theoretical thing i if you're aware of what the calculation problem is in economics it, it basically deals with an argument against central planning And the idea is simply that you cannot develop a means by which to make reasonable predictions about resource allocation or demand um, that will be as efficient as a market. The market will always do better. Now, that being said, a lot of people say, "Okay, Dan, we need free markets, but we also need democracy. But you all know I don't think it works. Like if you were to say... Dan, you should vote because it's the right thing to do. And my response would be, would be your voting <laughs> sounds really great, but that's not what you're doing. Your democracy sounds interesting, but that's not what's happening here. Your vote doesn't matter. The system is so controlled. By the time somebody gets to the place where you could theoretically vote, it still doesn't matter. They're still gonna count the votes the way they want to. It's probably always been this way, going back to the 19th century. It's just in the 20th century, and the 21st, it became easier to steal. You know. So I don't think your democracy works. I don't think your free republic is still functioning. But if we wanna play pretend and, and say that it is, like it still works and it's still functioning, even if it did work, um, it would end up producing results that will, would always be kind of irrational. You know, they wouldn't be market-driven results. They would, in many ways, be the manifestation of the collective unconscious. Which, by the way, Carl Jung would have said Hitler was a manifestation of the collective unconscious. So think on that. You know? Next topic. Got too many topics. I'm way behind. You guys probably are angry with me because I haven't done a podcast and... Yeah, almost two weeks. It would be like probably two weeks tomorrow or something. It's been a couple weeks, and you have a right to be pissed off. Um, and, and I get it. I am doing okay. I think a lot of people are doing okay. Um, I think there are days when I wake up and say to myself, this isn't so bad, and there are days when I shake my fist. It's been really rainy here except for the last couple days. But other than the last couple days, it's been pretty rainy. And life in the woods, in a camper in the rain, it is what it is. What can I say? It would be worse to not have a camper. It would be worse to not have electricity. I have electricity. I have food, I have water, I have shelter. So I've been in a bad mood, but I'm trying to remind myself to not feel sorry for myself because in a lot of ways, I'm still way better off Um, than a huge proportion of the human race right now. And then you add add into that simple equation, what are really my concerns? I don't have kids. I don't have a dog. I don't have a mortgage. I don't even own a car. So what is the list of my concerns? It's not very long. It's not that big a thing. So I try to be thankful. I try to take it easy. I try to live the life you can live right now. But sometimes I do get a little bit upset and the last few weeks I've had to admit to myself that my mood has been crap and it's hard for me to do podcasts in a bad mood sometimes I can do it but there's a certain point at which it just becomes too much I see myself yelling at you and yet you're the ones who still tune in or are allowed to tune in or listen I don't know how it works now I'm not sure to what extent any of us are allowed free speech but if you're listening because you want to, you're here because you want to, do you really need me to yell at you? And the answer is no. You know what I mean? Next topic, Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles, Freckles, change is for the laundromat. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles, I'm a hermit. You are really good people from a distance. You are such nice people from a distance. If I have a 50 Cal Barrett, and I have concertina wire, and I can channel your directions, your avenues of approach, You're so great from a distance. I love you, people. I'm a hermit. Next topic. So living out here in the woods, I see a lot of deer. Um, Before you get, oh, Dan, it's so exciting. Because when the pox eclipse comes, shut up. Stop right there. I I get emails from people in Tennessee. I lived in Tennessee, they got a bung-loaded deer. I have a friend who also lives kind of on the peninsula, more or less. He sees all kinds of deer. I get emails, Dan, there's all kinds of deer. Well, yeah. That'll last, best case scenario, about three months. Given the general knowledge of properly dressing and taking care of meat like that, given the possibility that there won't be any refrigeration, given the reality that people just really don't know how to properly harvest deer, other than a few skilled hunters, those deer are going to last about three months, period, when there's no more food at the grocery store. Sorry. But yeah, I've been sitting out here in the woods seeing these deer, and I've been naming these deer. I've been calling one of them Cheeseburger. Cute little Cheeseburger goes by. Hello, Cheeseburger. Are you frolicking through the grass, Cheeseburger? Another one I call Stew. He's a tough old dude. He's been around the buck. There's another deer that wanders here I call Pepperoni Pizza. I say, hello, arrivederci, fucking Pepperoni Pizza man. I'll see you around one day, Pepperoni buddy. And the deer looks at me with its eyes so clean, Covered over by glaze from that swampy haze. Another one of the deer I call Meatball, Because it feels cozy. I say, come over here, Meatball, We'll have a meatball sandwich. I know that sounds gross. That sounds gross, Dan. Yeah, next topic. Here's a long-ass quote from Dr. Freckles. When it comes to creatures in this world that might be self-aware and conscious of their existence, whether it's African gray parrots or dogs or dolphins or octopus or even cats, we should ask, what do they want and need? Not how I can torture them into behaving. Now, what does that mean? Well, I've said this in recent months, and I'll say it again. If you train animals and you approach an animal from the perspective of B.F. Skinner and behaviorism, you might end up getting the results you want. In fact, you might very well. Who knows? But in my opinion, there there are these other outcomes that can come down the road that might be kind of negative. But if you approach an intelligent creature, which a dolphin is an intelligent creature, your dog is an intelligent creature. No, it's not going to write computer programs. No, it's not going to fucking write sonnets or start fucking doing your taxes. But your dog is an intelligent creature. And if you if you approach your dog from the perspective of B.F. Skinner and behaviorism, you might end up getting your dog to behave, but in my opinion, you're probably producing other negative results. I say game theory. I say assume the dog can think. And understand your dog in terms of needs and wants. And if you do that, I think you're going to have better results getting your dog to behave. You know? Next topic. Because that's boring. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Jimmy Buffett over Warren Buffett. Oh, that's so funny, Dan. Yeah, next topic. Once my page comes up. So I don't think alcohol is good or bad. Okay, I've been probably drinking more beer in the last few months than I've done in a long time. This is true. And the cigarette thing is definitely not cool. But I don't think alcohol is good or bad. I don't think cigarettes are good or bad. I don't think guns, any kind of gun, or car, or chainsaw, or stick of dynamite is good or bad. But if you approach the world almost as a dovetail to our conversation about behaviorism, if you approach the world in some magical way whereby you think a stick of dynamite is good or bad, then why don't you ban fucking swimming pools? Nobody has to have a swimming pool. People drown in swimming pools. Nobody has to have one. The ancient Romans, the elite, had their swimming pool. That was so fucking neat. But ordinary schlubs, they get no pool. They're just to be tossed, you know, into the great bowl of gruel. A lot of people think in terms of of inanimate objects as having features like good or bad, and they don't. They don't. If you outlawed all guns and all swimming pools and all chainsaws and everything you think is dangerous, if you outlawed, if you just passed a law that says you gotta turn it all in, you'd still have people harming each other. You'd still have people harming themselves. It's just the way it's gonna work. And your smartest move is to ignore the ethical features of an of a, you know, inanimate object And to focus on creatures that can actually think about right and wrong. The the sad reality is that, for example, hypothetically, the place where kids spend all their time, a lot of their time, not all of it, public schools, I don't think they're doing that. So where's the right and wrong coming from? Where's it coming from? Other than the media. Other than a movie they see, whatever. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it turns out when grinkin' time come. If you make a healing salve from dead cat and old calf, if you make a healing sauce from dead cat and old calf, you bake the bread of bone and blood, then chisel out your rendered cud. And from that soup, your mind will see A healthy face for all to see. Next topic, right, Scrumbo? That's right, Dan. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. China has turned the Potemkin village into a science. Dr. Freckles, I'll let you I'll let you think on that. Stew on that like our friendly deer in the woods. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. Twitter is a Turing test and everyone fails. Why don't you you think on that one too? So if you listen to my podcast, you know a few things about me. You know that in late 2019, um, if you've been listening since then, that I more or less pulled the trigger and said, the world is about to go lopsided. You also know that I got a few predictions right, but I got a few wrong. I I give myself about a B, and I think a B is okay, because I'm not a prophet, I'm not a soothsayer, I don't have ESP. And if I was gonna recommend some podcasts from 2019, I'd recommend The Great Discontinuity, um, Panic in the Year Zero, and the Stranded Unconscious Skier. If you look around the month of November and December of 2019 on my archive, you'll find these. Uh, Some of them are on Spotify. I think all of them are. If you've listened to my podcast, you know that since March of 2020, I've settled on the idea that the COVID and a number of the other quote-unquote horrors that followed were features of strategic military psychological warfare. And I stick by it. I know that probably people were killed. I'm pretty certain of that because nothing is as real as actual death, but I'm also fairly certain that the flu and a lot of preventable hospital-acquired infections were renamed the COVID. And as far as the test goes, the guy who created it said, don't use it the way they're using it. So I, I can simply leave that topic unto itself. You know that I was living about a mile from Chaschopia, that great BLM stronghold, Antifa stronghold in the summer of 2020. You know that I have on video their black clad commie freaks marching up and down 12th Avenue, essentially blocking several major routes to emergency rooms at major Seattle hospitals during the worst pandemic in the last hundred years. You also know that too. You know that I got harassed by Antifa for filming the bicycle cops who were pretending to be Antifa. You know that I got on recording an actual Seattle employee admitting that they were there at the fucking park to help build Chapchosia. You know? These are things you know if you've been listening to me. You also know that more or less since 2021 i've told you that the future looks like a blank chalkboard it doesn't mean there isn't one it just means that we're kind of in a space of i would argue a lot of unpredictability a lot of people are trying to say no dan it's the fourth turning no dan it's the last hiccup of endism no dan blah 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 reset blah 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 everybody's got a fucking theory the only thing i can say with certainty at this point is not one motherfucker can prove to me definitively why they have been waging since at least March of 2020 high intensity military psychological warfare at a strategic scale. The flavor being the main flavor being trauma based mind control, which, by the way, is one of the most damaging forms of mind control. If you apply this to a population, the outcomes aren't going to be positive. You're not building a fucking slave race to build pyramids. You're building crazy people to go fucking crazy. Yeah, that's another thing I've learned in the last few weeks. Rather not learned, but it's been confirmed. You're building crazy people. What the fuck do you do with six or seven billion crazy people? Exactly. Exactly. You building pyramids? You fucking going to Mars? Are you building up, you know, Klaus Schwab's great empire? Or are you just going around harming others because there's not enough food, water, shelter? You yeah. know. So, but the fact is, I don't know why they're doing it. I don't. I don't know why they decided to turn off the world in early 2020. I don't know why they decided to frankly, apply psychological warfare in a way that they've never done before. You know, it's always been a part of the game, but it's never been the king of battle. And since March of 2020, it's been the king of battle. That's new. I have suspicions. I have suspicions. I have best case and worst case scenarios. Nowhere on my list is they're going to hold us a surprise party. Nowhere on my list is, well, they're doing this because they love us, okay? We don't know why. We don't know why. A lot of people have suspicions. I have suspicions. I I, I would say best case scenario, they're more or less covering up their escape from a burning building. The best case scenario, we're, we're looking at total economic collapse. And I think a lot of these folks bugged out in 2019. And if you ask me where they are, I don't think they're in bunkers underneath Denver Airport. Not saying there aren't bunkers there, but that's not where the elite are. I'm pretty certain they're in Antarctica. Okay, why? Because unless you're super rich, you're never gonna fucking get to them, ever. There's no way ordinary people, especially if we're spending all of our time just trying to survive, there's no way we would threaten them. I suppose we could take over a nuclear complex and launch some nukes, but in all likelihood, that's not gonna be allowed. So, yeah. Next topic. Dan, why do you have to do that? Well, because it's a weird time right now. And if you're a Christian, you might think you see signs. You might be right. But he said he would return like a thief in the night. You think Ant Man is good? Check out Jesus Christ. He'll sneak in, you'll never see him. He'll sneak in, you'll never know when. Ant-Man ain't got nothing on him. Ant-Man is a poser. So yeah, you might see signs. I might see signs. And throughout the history of the Christian epic going back a couple millennia, there have been people in different periods of that history who saw signs and they were no more right or wrong than us. So who knows why they're doing what they're doing? There is this general sense of hesitation, a general sense of suspense. I've said this for a few weeks now, if you listen to my podcast when I've been able to post one. So, I, so let's say I've said it for a couple months, it feels like the world is holding its breath. For what? Why are we holding our breath? You know, what's coming? coming who knows last night I was up really late or early depending upon how you see midnight but I was up pretty late and and I started seeing something glowing in the distance around I think it was 10 p.m. could have been 9 p.m. and the weird part is it was up there for about three to four hours and the first thing I thought was well it's some type of Coast Guard helicopter you know doing maneuvers maybe it's US Navy Maybe it's Army from Fort Lewis. Who knows what they do out there? Who knows? But when I stepped out the last time, before I tried to get my camera and then it disappeared, it started darting around, and it did look like what you would call a UFO. Now, UFO means unidentified flying object. UFO does not mean alien. Let's just get that out of the way ufo means unidentified flying object Uh, could it be an alien object who knows who knows it could have been a drone that some ordinary person had off in the distance you know i think they have to have the flashing lights now so it could have been that could have been a lot of other things and i mentioned this before i go on to the next topic that Before we react and assume we're seeing signs of the times, since the Lord in heaven gives us logic and reason, we should probably think on it. Think deeply on it. Yeah, and guess what? We need to be ready all the time. I need to be ready to quote-unquote meet my maker every day of the week. It doesn't matter if we're on the verge of the end times, on the verge of crazy times, or just on the verge of being on the verge. If you're a Christian, you have to be ready. If you're not a Christian, don't worry about it or, you know, it's a separate issue for you. But this obsession with the idea, which sadly is a feature of our existence these days, this obsession with trying to predict when the end is or knowing who the Antichrist is, well, my advice to everybody is don't try to guess who the Antichrist is. His time is not yet. Could he be alive? Who the fuck knows? But if he is alive... There's no purpose in guessing. I don't think we'll know. I think this fits into the category of the Lord in heaven will come like a thief in the night. And you're just not going to know when that time is. And that includes the revelation of the Antichrist. Next topic, Scrumbo. Okay, Mr. Death, fuck you, Scrumbo. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles the most common lie I heard. I don't have a religion. I don't have a religion. I don't have a religion. Who are you voting for? I don't have a religion. I don't have a religion. I don't have a religion. Who are you voting for? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you guys meditate on that. I don't know, I have this little rant about wizards. I think I beat up on Gandalf enough. I'm gonna move on from Gandalf is bullshit. If you're into Gandalf or fucking Obi-Wan type bullshit or Yoda type bullshit, note that I want a Casino Royale all the fucking Star Wars shit, and I want a Casino Royale all the fucking Hobbit bullshit, and I want to take it on a different road, because if no one's told you this, The great things of history don't succeed or fail. They don't do well or do poorly based upon one choice of one person. So if a Gandalf knocks on your fucking door, tell them to fuck off and go down the road and talk to Skleevix. Gandalf will talk to Skleevix. He'll say Skleevix. You were not first on my list, it's cause you smell like cheese. I liked Bilbo, cause he smelled like sugar. You smell like cheese, sclevix Come to the great mountain, steal some crazy shit from a mean old dragon with eyes that split. Come on sclevix your name will roll out the tongue. So I'm going to read a poem that I've read before, and I'm going to talk about something I've talked about before. This is a poem written by, you know, a religious leader, quote-unquote, a Christian, a pastor. And the poem goes thus. It was written by Martin Niemöller. First they came for the socialists. And I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Did you know that? Then they came for the trade unionists. I did not speak out because I wasn't a trade unionist. I was not in a trade union. Then they came for the Jews. And I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak, nobody to speak for me, because everybody is gone. Yeah. There was no one left to speak for me. Here's a little fact of human history, whether you're talking about the terror in the Soviet Union that happened both during the Revolution, during the Civil War, and under Stalin. Whether you're talking about the Nazis, whether you're talking about the fucking motherfucking FBI in the United States. First, they came for the anarchists. That's who they came for first. They don't, If you're a voter, you do not scare them. If you're a communist or a socialist, you're just another kind of fucking voter, and you don't really scare them. Yeah, 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 if some random shithead takes control of your collective unconscious machine, a.k.a. democracy, and somehow hijacks the general bullshit of the collective id of humanity, yeah, I'll agree 100%, terrible fucking bullshit ensues. Alright? I agree. But first they came for the anarchists. This is actually the historical truth. And you can do your own research and we are not in the poem. And that's something that every anarchist should consider these days. We are considered garbage people by just about every political group there is. And guess what? That makes me more sure that I'm right. Um, (laughs) but, But no one's gonna care. I mean, I suppose our friends will care, but but we're going to be with our friends, aren't we? You know? Sector 66, Prison Camp East. Yeah, we'll be making our beer. From blood and old rat. We'll be making our stew. From Santa Kangoo. Megan Argu from Santa Cain Goo. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. A status voter can sit in a meeting for an hour where nothing was done and feel like they're a hero and save the world. Dr. Freckles, next topic. I don't really want to talk about 501c3s. You know, we're kind of beyond these questions. I'm going to move on from that. So, have you seen the previews for the movie, called Civil War that's supposed to come out in the springtime. Have you seen the previews? I have a poster of one of the shots from one of the previews of the blonde dude with the red glasses and he's saying fucking pineapple? If you want to print out that poster and post it in toilets I'm okay with that. As far as Civil War goes... (laughs) Oh boy... um. I think it's gonna be worse than that, too. I mean, will there be chaos? Yeah, if we're lucky. Will cities fall apart? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Cities are gonna be in a pretty bad place if we're lucky. If we get if we get the best case scenario, and that's just economic collapse, cities are gonna be a hellhole. Um, worse than they are now, if you think now is bad, and you're gonna vote for Trump and it gets fixed, we'll just hire 200,000 cops. Yeah, I know. That sounds a lot like the kind of shit people were talking about in Sixth Army Headquarters at Stalingrad, shithead. Yeah, Where are you going to get these cops from? Well, get them from foreign countries, will you? And how will that work out? I mean, I know that people try to think through these scenarios, but this this is not going to be changed by voting or cops. No amount of lawyers will change this. Could we end up in a civil war? Maybe. But it'll look a lot like, it will look more like Yugoslavia in the 1990s than the United States in the 1860s, if that were to happen. Um, It's highly unlikely it's going to be some type of blue versus gray bullshit. It's way more likely that just about every city looks like Beirut in 1982, within within a few months, maybe a year or so. That's more likely. Next topic. yeah i don't want to talk about alex jones maybe i'll say one thing because there's a person that listens to me and he's a cool dude so i'll talk about alex jones briefly i do not know who or what alex jones is he talks about things that i think are nonsense i think those plastic fucking coffins are fucking nonsense nobody's gonna fucking bury your body I think the FEMA camps are bullshit no one's gonna waste diesel fuel on roads that won't be passable that will break down to nothing in five years to truck your fucking ass from the city anywhere and if you lived in a city in 2020 and you don't know the FEMA camp is a city you're living in you're a fucking moron So there's a lot of stuff that Alex Jones says that makes no sense to me. Okay, the FEMA camp stuff of Walmarts in the countryside makes no sense to me. Um, Does that mean he is owned? Does that mean he's a sheepdog, that he is more or less a controlled agent? I don't know. I don't know. I know that him coming back to Twitter in such a public way I know that him being sued in such a public way improves, you know, the number of people, especially within certain demographics who view him and watch him as a real person, his credibility increases. That suit against him, you know, ch- charging him so much money was a credibility increaser. There was no constitutional way that that lawsuit against him would ever pass muster in any real world and it won't. But the fact is it does operate as a sheep-dipping mechanism. It does operate as a way to, rever- to re-verify Alex Jones as a character you can listen to. So he's back on Twitter, big fucking deal. Okay? I-, I think people like him say a lot of truth. It's like Dane Wigington. Dane Wigington speaks a lot of truth, but you have to be careful. And I think Alex Jones speaks a fair amount of truth, but you gotta be careful. I don't know where he's coming from. I don't know how legit he really is, but if you're careful, you can probably glean a little bit of information from a guy like him, but probably not a lot, especially if he talks about voting. Yeah. We'll vote our way out of it, Dan. We'll vote our way out of it. Hmm. Will we? Will we, buddy? Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Let's be honest. Davy Jones' locker is not the bottom of the ocean. It's a woman's cooch. Davy Jones' locker is not the bottom of the ocean. Davy Jones' locker is not in the deep cold. It's a woman's bubula. She sucks you in. She tears you up. You die cold and broken. Yeah, who cares? Next topic. Uh, If democracy actually worked, and this is a quote from Dr. Freckles, it would be like the Krell from the movie Forbidden Planet, except it wouldn't take more than one night because government, except it would, excuse me, it would take more than one night because government ain't that fucking efficient. If you've never seen the film... Forbidden Planet. It's a pretty great sci-fi film from the, from the mid-late 50s. Um, pretty good. Like, special effects, not bad for the time. And part of the backstory of Forbidden Planet is this ancient civilization called the Krell. And they were super intelligent and had, like, gigantic heads. And, and one day they figure out how to Become pure consciousness. How to become pure mind? To control their tools as little selves and souls inside of a matrix, so they can, you know, go to the next level and be the most brilliant. But something went wrong. All the Krell went to sleep one night and killed each other. If democracy functioned in this country, which means that if your votes were actually counted as if they mattered, if democracy functioned. I think it would be a lot like the Krell. I think the outcomes would be a kind of grotesque manifestation, the, the basically the, the homunculus representation of the most distorted parts of the psyche is what you would have. You would have something terribly ugly and that's if, if voting worked. That's if we had democracy. But it doesn't, and we don't. I call the system we have, you know, a neo-Stalinist hellhole. You can call it whatever you fucking want to. It's not yours. It's not mine. It doesn't care about me. It doesn't care about you. And if you had your perfect democracy, it would be even fucking worse. Next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. The real pandemic... Smart devices, huh? You guys should think on that. I'll leave it to that. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. Plan 9 from outer space might have been the reanimation of the dead, but Plan 10 was definitely fake a pandemic. Dr. Freckles. I don't know. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. Beware the limited hangout sheepdog humans that say something right every once in a while. It's a trap. Yeah, I'll let you guys think on that in reference to Alex Jones. Is that okay? Because I'm trying to push through this. I'm trying to get caught up. Trying to get caught up. Here we go. Dr. Freckles, War and Armies, colon, Providing the World with Dead, Tortured, Broken Spirits, Homeless People, and Refugees since 4000 BC. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. They say don't drink with a ghost. I say don't drink with a Danish person, not unless you want to stare into the face of gormlessly fatalistic shot in Freude darkness. Yeah. Don't you don't You shouldn't drink with a ghost unless you want to age a hundred beers. But don't drink with a Dane, you'll be shredded soul-wise, your spirit will be broken, it'll crumble, crumble. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles as I drink a little bit of my coffee, okay? Cities are the ultimate mindfuck, Dr. Freckles. Uh, Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. A truly free republic can suffer an anarchist that lives in the woods and wants to be left alone. And, you know, that's basically true. You know, see Henry David Thoreau. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. A piece of land is what Jesus rejected in the wilderness when Satan offered it. Remember this when you think of the Middle East. I'm going to stop here for a second. I've had people tell me, well, Dan, Israel has been a thing for thousands of years. This is true. Israel occupied those territories thousands of years ago. This is, you know, probably substantially true. And people love the a la carte approach to history. Pick and choose, pick and choose. Here's the other truth. Israel... The children of Jacob have turned away from God many, many times. Israel, the children of Jacob, begged for a king and a government in 1 Samuel chapter 8, even though God told you it's not going to work out, buddy. You know, paraphrase. Israel has turned from God, Israel has been destroyed many, many times, not destroyed completely, obviously, but destroyed to the point that you have more than one diaspora. You have a diaspora that occurs in the sixth century, seventh and sixth century period of time, involving invasions. And then you have a diaspora when Rome destroyed the, the rebellion in the province of Palestine in the first century AD. Okay, these are people who have been destroyed multiple times. This is a piece of land that many, many uh, groups of people, folks, have said is ours. Many groups. Turks, okay, the English, you know, when they had their empire, many nations, to include Rome, have thought that that chunk of land was theirs. So when you say things like, well, Israel's been there, blah, 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 fine, but you've got to take the whole history. Israel's been destroyed before. Do you think there's zero likelihood that Israel would never be destroyed again? And I mean the property. I don't mean the children of Jacob. The children of Jacob are beloved by God. I'm talking about that piece of land. It has been trampled, blown up, destroyed, turned to dust many times. Yes, 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 some relics still stand. But a lot of things are no longer there because they've simply been abandoned. History Time, armies, empires destroyed them. Tell me again why saying Israel's always been there is a helpful position for you. Why is it? Because from my perspective, all that means is what comes around goes around and it seems like I might know what's on the menu. (sighs) I don't know. kind of at the end of the podcast and I'm probably going to close it out here um, I don't really want to do a three or four hour podcast I don't want to gloss over all the notes I think it's worth um, not doing that if you listen to my podcast and you enjoy it great if you don't I don't know why you made it this far unless you're just mocking me Also, I also don't care if you're artificially intelligent, fuck off. But if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, whether you're an AI or not, as long as you have some type of currency and you like this podcast, you can donate to it. There's a PayPal link in the notes. But before you donate, listen to the, the disclaimer. Listen to the disclaimer. Before you donate to this podcast, take care of your food, water, shelter. Before you donate to this podcast, take care of people in your life, like actually in your life, you know, in your world, um, that need help. If there are people in your life that need help, help them first before you donate to this podcast. If you're setting aside food for your family, a few months worth, you're an optimist, and you have a pet like a dog, make sure you're setting aside food for your dog, or your cat, whatever. And I think you need to remember, just like I need to remember, that it's not the end of the world. It isn't. These are crazy times. And it's possible they're going to get crazier. And that's happened throughout history, too. Um, Good times, bad times. But right now, things are still sort of normal. And people can kind of still sort of afford things. So before you donate to me, donate to yourself. Give yourself a break. This is the holiday season. If you're gonna hand out gifts during Saturnalia, a Roman festival, nothing really to do with Christ, but if you're gonna hand out gifts during Saturnalia, hand out a gift to yourself, give yourself a break. I don't know what that looks like. You know what that looks like. But before you donate to me, donate to yourself. And if you've taken care of your food, water, shelter, if you have all your needs and wants and you still have a pile of cocaine and gold and hookers and you don't know what to do with all that stuff, you can donate it to me here in the woods. I'll put it to work. I'll make it work for you. Okay? It is December the 17th, 4.35 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the Olympic Peninsula. Already the darkness is closing in around us as if we're stuck in Copenhagen. Already you can hear the nastiness of the night like a Danish whore following you down the street like a Danish pimp about to stab you in the gut because you didn't pay for the nut. You're going down, baby. The darkness wins every time. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and God bless.